It's Friday, February 12th, 2021, and you're listening to episode 563 of Fear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is 39 minutes. So, Broder, your cussing isn't anywhere near as bad as my wife's. My wife has an online Sunday game, and one time I'm sitting there, because I tend to do audio editing while she's doing it. I have my headphones on and all. Mm-hmm. But one time I wasn't, and I had a notebook ready, and I was making marks every time she dropped yeah. the F-bomb. At the end of the hour, I'm like, well, that was 24. Mm. So then for Christmas this wow. year, one of the things I got her was I found this wonderful uh, like knit artist in Canada and had her knitted a knit bomb <laughs> with an F on it. There's <laughs> it a black bomb with a big red F on it. And I took it over to give it to her at her sister's house because her sister is always yelling at her about dropping the F bomb around the younger niece. Mm. So when she opened, I'm like, make sure you don't drop that. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I would throw it at you. <laughs> she did. Wrong. I think that. I want the full set. <laughs> <laughs> I think that when I've had an audience, there's con games. And I've noticed that when I when I run con games, people kind of step up and then they drift you're away. Chad. I mean, I guess I well, I, and at one con game, we put you up on the stage. Yeah, this was the one where you provided a meal for everyone. Well, there was also like twenty people in that. Yeah, game. sixteen. Yeah. Sixteen. Yeah. I was yeah. like, there, there were like, a lot of people that came up to just watch for a while. I came up for a while mm-hmm. and was watching some of it. But. Yeah, and you didn't get any food because you didn't pay. No, so <laughs> f- you, f- you, and f- you. <laughs> I didn't, <laughs> I didn't pay into a few of the comments. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's how that works. <laughs> you get a free coupon for life. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, aside from that story, yeah, I mean, that that was kind of a raucous sort of display because yeah. to Game Master for 16 people, you kind of have to be tall and stand on a chair and have a loud voice and then really yell and, you know, kind of crack the whip and stuff. But other games I've ran, I, I it always seems that people do kind of come up and stand there and then they, they drift away. Which I expected at like a Fear the Con or something. I have gamed D&D games way back in the day at local hobby shops. This crappy one you may have heard of called Fancy Shop. But uh, I, Decent workers, terrible management. Right. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ, don't even get me started about it. I mean, there was a time period where, the, particularly 2002 to 2015, where that company really was <laughs> Just toxic. a small little... Yeah. So I ran... You know, almost as bad. I you remember when I was running, it was a miniature market. You know, mm. Horrible people there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Well, so if you, as long as the event coordinator isn't present, yeah. Adam's a perfectly nice young man. I don't understand what the <laughs> so, his predecessor was. A so <laughs> I were I ran games at, at a hobby shop during their open gaming thing. Yeah, and other people would be running games and stuff, and their games would would break up. And really, we were kind of breaking the rules. It was supposed to be open gaming. You know, it's like your game master sit down, you have a sign up list, people show up and whatever you play. My gaming group was basically using a table. We didn't have a big enough space. We wanted a game. We were hijacking a table and we weren't letting anyone else in. And we actually got a, a talking to a couple of times for management. We were like, OK, and we just kept doing it. But we would draw an audience and it was different from a fear of the con audience or even just any other con audience. We had people coming up and observing the game, like you were watching TV or a play or something. And this was way before Matt Mercer and Critical Role, all that sort of stuff. Yeah, yeah. There was no streaming or anything yeah. like that. Well, and the but, other, 
with Fantasy Shop, unlike Miniature Market, Fantasy Shop is also a comic book shop. Right. There are a lot of people that are in there that aren't gamers, or at least aren't role-playing gamers, yeah. that they may be watching this and they may not know about yeah. gaming. So we would have people who, I mean, they would sit down. It wasn't just a walk-up, listen for a bit, oh, that's interesting, oh, and cool, and then walk away. People would, like, camp out. People would go and they would get food and they would come back and eat their food and watch our game. And that was such a weird thing. Nowadays, it might not really sound weird because people watch on the Internet all the time. They watch other people's game. But I would always sit there and I'd be like, hey, what would you do? You're playing this NPC now, you know, blah, blah, blah. I'd try and draw them in. And not too many people would actually take the hook. Multiple times I had people tell me it's just like, oh, no, I don't want to play. I just want to listen to the story. I just want to find out what happens next. It's, and it's just in our nature, right? Yeah. It's, just, it's yeah. a primal I, thing. I had the same thing. Now, I eventually did convert her, mm-hmm. but back with Carla. So your your cult stat then. Yes. Mm-hmm. Back when she and I you know, were first dating and right near the start of marriage, whatever, before she actually played in any role-playing games, she used to sit there and listen to us mm-hmm. play the games and for that exact reason, she didn't want to participate in the game, but she was loving the story, the characters, even the completely out of character banter and ball busting. Mm-hmm. She was just enjoying all of that interaction so much that she would sit there and listen to it. But she wasn't just randomly observing. Right. You know, she wasn't like that generic thing where like a significant other shows up and like, I don't even like role playing. Yeah. I don't want you to be here. I don't want you to be here, but this is the only way I can passive aggressively spend time with you. So I'm going to sit here and do something obvious. Like, I don't know, sit there or and stare or work crafts <laughs> yeah. or something yeah. really kind of visual and obnoxious or whatever. Just, I don't know. You, you know what I'm talking yeah. about? You've been there. I'm trying not to get too specific, mm-hmm. but I had a different problem mm-hmm. when I cocaine. Ran, yes. Tons of blow. Mm-hmm. But when I was running, I mean, that's why we game. It's on my bucket list. When I was running (laughs) bucket, the few times that I ran games in a game shop, the biggest issue I had was not people stopping by to watch the games or even people smell. Well, (laughs) we'll we'll just put that in a new category. But even the people trying to uh, join the game Mm -hmm. or observe the game. It was the fact that because you were around other gamers Mm -hmm. and there's a certain subset of geeks who feel the need to be right and or express opinions that are completely Ooh. unnecessary, that they would sit there and critique the game. Oh, that's easy. And I was like, brother, take the wrench. And I was like, <laughs> go f- yourself. <laughs> Thank you. And disregard I, bitches. Yeah. I mean, life is. Would easy. you walk into the goddamn sex club and be like, that's not how you thrust? <laughs> no, I. F- does that don't come over to my goddamn table where i'm having a thing where i'm sharing and you are a goddamn guest observing this yeah. thing that i've put together if you got and questions, tell me i'll fall oh my god yeah no, you I, do like everyone else you then leave and go to your well, friends and, and say like, i saw the worst thing yeah, fine. <laughs> he was so wrong make, make my game in a gaming shop a topic for your podcast right i'm okay with that well now let me let me that's called content let me look yeah. at it from from the other from the the other perspective that oh you my guys, god we've well, had episodes like that you guys have ever I know because we don't get disruptive oh, no you guys we have, have every right to we, game in the game store we right? pitched 
Oh, but we cut I, out our own space oh, to do it. No, and it's it's and it's all in demand <laughs> media. Those guys. Nobody we, has to listen to us. We do it in our own done space. Whole episodes where we bitch about games that we've seen in other places yeah. run by other people. But we have never, we have never. <sighs> been disruptive to you ever do you actually i mean do you ever go down you don't go back to the chef and just ah this whole thing frustrates me but here's here here, (laughs) i mean he's frustrated he's and some of our chef is involved (laughs) he has my attention so here's your background's retail look you have every right to game at the game store And, and if you're gaming at the game store you need to understand that strangers are going to come up right. and they're going to want to talk to you and they're going to ask you questions and they're going to, on some, to some degree, disrupt the game. Right? None of you have ever played in the fishbowl. I have. So the fishbowl. I know what Chad's talking about. Go on. So the yeah. fishbowl, there's a, was a mall. It is no, it is now a pile of dirt that's yeah. completely demolished. It's Crestwood, right? Yeah. And there was a gaming shop in this mall. Now, the mall has, you know, it's a mall shop. There's glass-fronted stuff. This one had, uh, I guess it was like a sort of bay window, big, big oh, window. Sure. But it was like a breakfast nook type thing, right? And they Kinda put a goddamn gaming table there? Put a goddamn gaming table right in the breakfast nook. I thought it was awesome. And I ran games there, and I played games there, and we are talking Midwestern soccer moms walking by. You could hear the needle scratch on the record as they stopped and looked over at these weirdo, half-bathed young people with miniatures and books and paper and these weird dice doing things and black they didn't t-shirts understand. with witty sayings that's oh the so, wittiest of sayings the closest i've got to that do you remember when game i night, loved it i loved it <laughs> do you remember when game night was in south county mall before they moved to the new location where they had gaming space mm-hmm. they were in the lower level and when they would do the board game meetup group they got permission to set out tables outside mm-hmm. of the store. So, like, you come down the escalator, and on your left, here's all these tables where you're running and playing board games. It wasn't the fishbowl, but it right. was, at this point, you have people coming down the escalator. Ooh, what are they doing? Yeah, but here's why that Having fun. Yeah, here's the thing, though. This is why the fishbowl was a bad idea. And it's a wonderful. We idea. actually we Loved talked it. about this yeah. years and years and years ago. This was a show topic on Fear the Boot. I hope I'm consistent. I hope I said I. No, you hated it back then. Oh, well, I've grown and okay. matured as a person. Well, I'm going to go I've back. Become more handsome. It's, I'm terribly telling behind. Not possible. I, I know, right? But who knew? But it, somehow I achieved greatness. We just had to get rid of all that hair. I know it was holding me back. Yeah. The thing about a role playing game, at least the way we run them, it's not great marketing. What I mean is if you are, have a game store and you have window space, right? What do you use window space for in any store? Sell product. To show yeah. to show yeah. off product that is going to draw somebody inside saying, I want that or I want to be a part of yeah. that. And that was the idea behind the fish. And board. that's the board, direction board, that we're going. Well, here's the thing. Board games, mini games, right. war mm-hmm. games, mm-hmm. they work great for that. Yeah. The way we run a role-playing game where it's like one to three books and a couple pieces of paper. Yeah. And a lot of conversation. Yeah. You want to bring people in. You want terrain. Unless you want well-painted yeah. minis. You the, want something visual. There's only one company on the face of the earth that could successfully move product by having us in their fishbowl. Mead. 
I don't mean the liquor. <laughs> I mean the company that makes paper products. Mm. True. <laughs> because we have those great little name placard mm-hmm. stand-ups. Those are an office supply. Yeah. Office Depot, Office Max, whatever, Mead. Any mm-hmm. of these companies could make great, they get real mileage out of How us. How kick-ass would that be if you just to your, get an office supply yeah, sponsorship, you get your yeah. you're screwing out. You just get your fucking office depot stamp. Dude, man, I can do and your as much stamp. As, as much as we talk about note cards yeah. being yeah. sponsored by someone that makes note we cards, we burn through about a hundred note cards a game. I mean, but, not a game sitting, but like right. a long. What I was game. gonna say ten minutes ago <laughs> is that if you are gaming in the game store, you have to expect that people are going to come over. Absolutely, right, right. And the game store should make that clear to you. So you don't have an obligation right. to let people play in your game. Yep. But if somebody comes over and asks you what you're doing and you're a dick to them, I have a problem. Yeah, you, and you, know? you should kick that person. Well, I had, but by right. the same token, nobody ever comes up to two guys playing 40K with their hundreds of f***ing models on the table and is like, hey, guys, you mind if I join? Mm-hmm. Well, that doesn't work that way. Right. It yeah. just doesn't work. Yeah, I don't, and that was kind of my thing. It was, and of course, my issue wasn't that people wanted to join. It was that these were people who were familiar with role-playing games or whatever. I didn't know these people, and they would just come over, and I didn't care if they asked questions. I didn't care if they even wanted to sit down. I mean, I, whatever. I accept that, right? I get that I don't own this place, that I'm being allowed to take up square footage that could be product because of the fact that I'm a part of marketing. I get that. I understand how that works. You know what they did wrong? They but do what I, I am do. not the front of store asshole poll for to collect everyone's dumb opinions on yep. the game title or the style of game or whatever. If you don't want people to critique how you don't in public. <laughs> Fair enough, I guess. But see, I just think that people should do what time, I do when you go into a store and is, see is people. Is that really any different? Because no, it's I, not fair. It's, it's not, I'm a customer, it's right? It's not. It's not. Well, I mean, are you? It's not right. <laughs> I, I mean, self, you are. But it's not people. fair. But both sides of this social equation yeah. have obligations. Sure, and I'm just yeah. saying, if I've got to accept boundaries because the other person's a customer and I'm in somebody else's space, yeah. the reverse is also yeah. true. Well, sure. If they if, need to draw certain boundaries I, because I am a customer in somebody if, else's yeah, space. If, 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 if Chad polite. comes over and starts shitting on your orcs because that's not how orcs work and you should have done this and done uh. that and da 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 You come get me and I'm like, Chad, you, sh- you shut up or get out. I love mm. you. You're mm-hmm. great. Leave these guys alone. Let but the, the orcs. Game. I don't care. Who makes a Chad, yellow orc? Chad, I don't care. They're not your orcs. Yeah. They're his orcs. Frank Miller does, Chad. Now, <sighs> if this continues, you're going to get in your car and go to your house and not be in my I, store. I don't have a car don't. and it's not my house. My Chad, mom's house and you know live in the what? basement. Hey, I smell like cat Joey, so. I'm going to drive Chad home. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back in 15 minutes. Well, now you're just like, I'm going to Uber him. I'm going to take 20 bucks out of the register. Yeah. <laughs> Uber home or at least Uber a few blocks down. <laughs> so I have listened into games before at fantasy shop in south county where they've got like one table and no room to get around people when they're doing it but what i've done i don't look at them i look at the books on the shelf while i'm listening to everything they do because i don't want to interrupt their game i may judge what they've said but i'm not going to say it out loud to them and interrupt their game i'm going to look like i'm a customer browsing something yeah when i'm really i'm listening and judging them i mean this is why i and it's about behavior i can't get too upset because i crashed a 4e game i was curious about 4e this was a couple years back bob arns was running a 4e game at one of the fear of the cons and i crashed this game i just sat down at the table started listening but once again started listening didn't do anything and then bob said do you want to play and i said well obviously i don't have a character you're at max 
But I said, yeah, I was just curious. I've never seen the game. I just wanted to see how far he plays. And he says, well, here, just, and he's trying to figure something out. And then the guy next to me, I don't even remember who it was, was playing somebody who was like Tom the Wizard or Tom the Mage okay. or something like that. So I'm like, I will use your exact character sheet. And I became Mott. I just <laughs> reverted the name. And now I'm Mott the Wizard. And we're like twin brothers or some nonsense. Nice. And I mean, it's for you, it worked. <laughs> if Bob had told me to leave because he didn't want to hang around, I would have done so. So I sit here and I listen to this in, in all my glorious ego and wonderfulness. Yes, and baldness. And my epic baldness. I need yes. to shave my head again, though. I'm getting a little fuzzy. But what I am kind of processing is is your in your guys' stories is a sort of negative experience. And what I mean by that is you're in a public space, you're running a game, there is an external interaction to kind of desensitize it here a little bit. Right. How much of that interaction, and I don't, I know we made some gaslighting jokes, I don't mean to gaslight you guys, how much of that negativity, not the interaction, but the negativity that you guys feel happened is incoming actively from those people and how much of it is reading into it you're running a game no i will you, totally grant that right as, as I someone mean, who's socially introverted who contrary to what people think because of the show i'm actually a very quiet right. person very reserved yes. don't often speak in public mm-hmm. who has a past or a long history of having been judged on a whole mm-hmm. bunch of superfluous and stupid things especially around role-playing yeah games. especially yeah. in relationship to role-playing games whether it was because back in our day it mm-hmm. wasn't what the cool kids did you get your ass kicked at school for playing and they get home and yeah. get told that you're devil worshiper plant whatever the gaming table is and, a controlled safe environment and this is somebody coming into your controlled safe environment Chad's right i i came into this already wound up yeah, I came yeah, in because you're running. Now that's game. not to yeah. say it wasn't real, right, right, but right. when it oh, yeah, happened, no. when it stuff, happened, yeah, it was yeah. definitely a sort of fear fulfillment. I, I don't know what so, the right term is I'm looking for, but yeah. there was. So defi- I have what made me think that self fulfilling prophecy. Well, maybe no, because I didn't do anything to make right. it happen. It, it is. It but is it certainly what a, you feel. It's there, a self validating prophecy. There are lines, and every other line you can't see. So you take what you can see and then you fill in what you can't see. And there's there's multiple different kind of people. People with maybe trauma or history or something like that are going to fill in maybe negative stuff. Yeah. But that doesn't mean the stuff they can see isn't real. It's there. But you, you have to understand that. Oh, yeah. And what made me think of that is because... It, it, I know my my sort of face, my mask, my persona on the show is that I'm really egotistical and stuff. And I really like to believe I'm not actually like that. So I don't mean this as a flex. I don't, I don't have that kind of the trauma and the history and stuff. So when I sat at the table in the fishbowl or at the gaming store or whatever, when pe- or at the con, and this is, I really think this at the con, people come up and they walk away. It's not a, I'm judged or there's a negative thing, right? My thought is every single time, without fail, somebody comes up, they observe, they turn around, they go. My thought is they had a negative experience because they don't see the full context of the game. They haven't been sitting here for two hours to get the story and to get into it like my players are and like I am. And they have this taste, and that's why they walked away is because they didn't like it. And it's not a negative experience for me, like a, a jab, but it's like 
the game is running on all cylinders and they got a taste and that taste wasn't enough for them and that that's just too bad i am sorry they did not get that yeah but that's not real right that is me or maybe maybe it is you have no evidence yeah that's me filling in the i found that listening to you guys was fascinating to me on that because of, of your perceptions of the external forces of a public oh, yeah. game. No, and I, I totally it's own totally this. different from mine. Yeah, and I totally yeah. own this. That mm-hmm. if I'm sitting in a public space mm-hmm. and in the course we're running a game, especially if we're not talking about a convention right. where everybody's here to be a nerd, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about a public space the like food court at the mall. I yeah. don't know what I'm doing You're up there. LARPing at Denny's. <laughs> yes, I am. But if I start doing that mm-hmm. and a hundred people walk by, Every one of them, like, I'm being judged, I'm being judged, I'm being judged. And maybe yeah. I am. Mm-hmm. But truth, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. Well, and even if I am, spaces. look, how often do we judge people that we All pass? All the time. And, just, and we don't even remember. Right. I've probably yep. made tens of thousands of judgments in my life and don't remember any of them. Then when somebody comes over, the moment they're there, I get tense because yep. I'm waiting for it. Right. I'm waiting for that other shoe to drop. I'm waiting for the bang. Mm-hmm. And sure enough. Sometimes, Sometimes, not always, yeah. but it did happen. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that kind of vindicated right? or, you know, I know it's not fulfilling because I didn't make this well, happen. You, you have the narrative of all the other times with no evidence. And now the bit now of you evidence. Have, well, like, then all the other times yeah. must have been right. Too. And so that yeah. bit of evidence backfills all these other mm-hmm. experiences. And that's not correct, but it is true. It's, it's yeah. what happens, but it is not an accurate view of the world. And I have always wanted to slap the shit even though some of them were my friends, of the people who traumatized you with gaming. <laughs> I re- it's, it's just like Wayne and Dawn come to me because Wayne has this thing where it's like every character I have has a dog. Wayne and Dawn are like, I really hate the people who are bad pet owners who traumatized you with, with animals. Yeah. Because oh, there so is something yeah. in you who, who likes animals. Yeah. But Yeah, because I know. Right? Yeah. yeah, even if it's not a dog, you frequently have pets of some sort. Yeah. Whether it be a bird yeah. or a dog. Well, so here's the thing. I'm going to give a little bit of backstory here, which is as long as I've been doing this show, I've had a dog. Mm-hmm. One dog or another. It's currently Charlie. Before Charlie, it was Pearl. Well, and then when I was with Carla, she had a couple of dogs. And so we had- Pearl other, was great. Yeah. So we had other dogs running around the background. But I was the same way with Chad. Because keep mm-hmm. on, Chad and I grew up same neighborhood, yep. less than a mile from mm-hmm. each other. And God, hit, it seemed like 20 miles when we were. Oh, kids, yeah. Well, it's because it's, 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 it's all literally hills. hills both yeah, ways. you can't because everyone be like lives in flat areas. Be like, oh, well, you can bike that in like five <laughs> minutes. No, you can't. Yeah. You're walking your bike for all 20 minutes of that. Right. Yeah. Because there's just no point. Well, it's so hilly. But anyways, I, I but, think I know the story you're about to tell. But yeah, the, and he I, and I were very traumatized similar. by the same dogs. All the dogs mm-hmm. are on his hit list, with the exception of possibly one that was apparently at some family event. Right. Yeah. With exception of that one, every dog on his hit list was on mine. And I hated dogs, too. Yeah. So I totally, Mm -hmm. I feel where you guys are coming from. It's interesting how people can develop things with some of those histories. Until I had, until I was a teenager, I was terrified of dogs. Because as a baby, there was a dog that used to knock over my crib and bite me on the lip. And then I remember as a young kid, I got chased by this big, black, giant dog named Gypsy. And... Now I know she wanted to play, and mm-hmm. she's a really friendly dog, because I found out about her they, later. But it's, it's the same thing I say with kids. Where are the parents' sexes? Right. Where are the owners at? And, yeah. my, the, and I never saw the owner. Because, he just let his dog run wild. So I, I intentionally brought Pearl and now Charlie around my nephews 
because of the fact that I don't want them to grow up with the same right. fears that I had or the same hatreds that I had. And what fixed but, it for me but, was getting, a, I've talked about my first dog wrinkles. He was a dog that had been abused by his previous owners. And like when my sister took him in, he got hit by a car and his owners just used their own needle and thread and sewed them up themselves. Mm. And so he has this horrible experience. Yikes. And he was petrified of people. He would hide behind chairs. And so you take me who's scared of dogs and you have this dog that's scared of humans. And he eventually goes from one family member to the next until he becomes my dog. And that was the dog that for me healed me, healed my fear. And it did the same thing for him. He's afraid of people. And then the two of us just have this bonding yeah. moment and we both get over our past traumas. And maybe this is a bonus episode or something. This because with Pearl, I had a very different experience. I'll keep this real short. Maybe we'll do the longer story in a bonus episode. But with Pearl, I was very afraid of her at first. Even it's my dog. And I was actually pretty afraid of her. And she did not have equal trauma. Now, she had been kind of messed up by one of her previous owners, but she did not have that hide behind a chair level of trauma. So she's acting like a normal dog. And it took a while for me to really kind of come around and feel out. Like, I mean, there was a few situations where like I'd be sitting there playing on my computer and all of a sudden realize there was a dog sitting on the bed behind me. And I would have that brief moment of mm -hmm. panic. And then I'd be like, no, it's my dog. This is what dogs do. Mm -hmm. She's not hurting me. She's just watching me play a video game. And, and it took some time for me to get past mm -hmm. that. But anyway, so getting this back to role playing yeah. game. But the, the point is, screwed up kid, you always ask where the parents at. And it's not always yep. the parents' fault. Kids are kids, right? Same thing's true with dogs. They're good animals and bad animals. But the question I asked all the time growing up, and I still ask to this day, is where are the owners? Right. Because if I want someone to not be afraid of dogs and I let Charlie maul them, I don't care how playful it is. I'm part of the problem. Mm -hmm. because, And so I don't let Charlie do that. I keep control of him. When he's at my parents' house with my ne nephews and my family, he typically just lays around on the floor and sometimes gets up to beg for food. He is a background fixture. He's not mauling the kids. He's not chasing them around and biting them and stealing their toys and whatever nonsense. And if he did, I would deal with it. Right. And in the same way, I guess like going back to role-playing, if there's somebody that's going to be observing my role-playing game, then I expect there to be a courtesy on the part of all parties because I want to share this hobby, just like I want my nephews to not be afraid of dogs like I was, or, you know, I don't want to say afraid of, well, Chad certainly was. I don't know yeah. if he is or just, I don't know what his view is now. It's not my place. But the point is that, you know, I don't want people to have that issue, whatever it is, with the hobby, but... I don't want to be the cause of that issue. But mm -hmm. at the same time, I expect a certain amount of courtesy and restraint from them. I mean, the same way you come over and start poking my dog and my dog snarls at you. I'm going to bat for my dog. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the issue. Yeah. But I'm glad you were able to do that. And do you think the people in the room left with at least a positive or if not positive, at least neutral impression of role playing games? Yeah. I mean, I think they realized that there were some crazy things happening, <laughs> but they were able to tell that everyone at the table was having fun and crazy things happen during board games too. Sure. You know, we were playing Battlestar Galactica where my nephew ended up being the Cylon and wiping out humanity. Hmm. Yeah. So I got two things in closing. One, it's related to this topic. One's unrelated. The one's related to this topic is I want you to do me a favor. Talk to your nephew, find out any other game he's interested in, and we will get it for him free of charge. 
as long as he promises not to refer to it as his D&D group. <laughs> I don't, and that game can be whatever he wants within reason, not a board game, talking a role-playing game, and it cannot be D&D or an obvious D&D sister product like Pathfinder or right. Dungeon Crawl Classics or whatever. Yeah, I actually... I had my Savage Worlds book, and I let him look that's through great. that. It can be Savage. I don't care if it's freaking riffs. <laughs> okay, I do care if it's riffs, <laughs> because that's unfair to him. And they'll right. go back to calling a and d group, and I'll understand why. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, I let him look through that book some, too. I wanted to do that myself. I wanted to run something else. I like 5th edition. I yeah, love 5th edition. Yeah. I even thought about running a 5th edition game, but I wanted to give him a variety of, I want to give him, this is what a different GM style is. This is what a different game is. But it just time wise didn't happen. It didn't happen because my dad had to go to dialysis three times a week yeah. and I was picking him up from dialysis. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to run a game at night when I'm driving out at night to pick him up, bring him back. But time wise, it just didn't work out right. But it was something I thought about and I wanted to do is I wanted to run another game because I want to bring people into the hobby. I want people to enjoy the hobby. I want them to get a full view of a hobby. Not just a one game view. So here's the second thing. And this one, it's related, but not, uh, it's, it's a bit of a right turn, but it's something we need to talk about, which is, will there be a fear of the con 2021? (laughs) Okay. And the answer to this as best as I can give it to you is what we right now have the task of doing is figuring out what a drop dead date is in terms of us being able to retract the reservation and also still give you guys enough time to safely. And when I say safely here, I'm not talking existential safety. I'm talking like reasonably get time off from work, put aside the money to be able to make the trip. Because as of right now, we have the location locked in. We have the date locked in. What we don't have is knowing what kind of restrictions may be in place. Because as of right now, St. Louis City has loosened their restrictions, but we don't live in St. Louis City. We live in St. Louis County. And more importantly, the venue is in St. Louis County. And the venue is in St. Louis County. And as of right now, St. Louis County has some very, very strict restrictions in place because of COVID. We could not have Fear the Con if we wanted to. And really, none of that stuff is going to lift until phase two. And nobody knows when phase two is going to roll out. Exactly. And that's the problem is we have to figure out a drop dead date where based on the information we have on X day, which I'm going to wildly guess maybe March, but don't quote me on that. This is just I'm quoting you on it. You said March. <laughs> when we are able to say said March, okay, we have enough time to get our money back or to say, oh yeah, I, I, it looks like things were winding down with COVID. We're going to be mm-hmm. able to do this and make that call. So I do not have any answer as to whether there will be a fear of the con 2021. Right. If not, let me stress again, the money's still sitting in a bank account. We're not spending it. We're not taking our own vacations to Tahiti on your guys' money. If 2021... Can, nobody could travel anyway. <laughs> if, if the county says we can't have a gaming convention in 2021, we'll do it in 2022. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I just don't know. Cause and I understand, too, that it is a matter of we need lead time to reserve and set up and do this stuff. And because we know no timelines yeah. on phase two or any what anyone is going to do as far as the governments or anything like that we just don't know what the lead time is so understand that there could be complete eradication of this virus this year that's not going to happen but let's just say magically that happens we still might not have enough lead time ahead of that to do this this year we want to we want to and we're going to try try. to 
but, but yeah, just fair warning that yeah. we cannot tell you at this point. Un- understand, yeah, yeah, if everyone says, mission accomplished, we have achieved victory, and it's the end of the year, don't turn around and say, well, why didn't you guys have Fear the Con? It's, we, we need lead yeah. time. So just bear with us. We will keep you apprised as we know anything. Mm-hmm. And obviously, you guys can watch the news, see for yourself how the virus is going. And of course, we'll be keeping an eye on how, from a legal slash political mm-hmm. standpoint, that would even work in this area, because we obviously have to obey the laws. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, just stay tuned and we'll keep you posted. But either way, we're not going to do it this year if it's not going to come right. together. And the reason we don't want to make that call last minute is, one, we need to give you guys the time to prepare to be here. And two, if we cancel it last second, we may not be able to get a refund on right. that reservation, which okay. means we are spending some portion of your money. And we're not going to spend it, too, with last-minute details and all this stuff, and then only five people can show up. Yeah. And then all the money's gone. That's not fair to anybody. Yeah, we right. blew the money once again. Yeah. It's your money we're blowing at that point, and we're not going to. And do if we're going to blow so. your money, it's going to be buckets of cocaine. No crap. If we're going to blow your money, we're it's at least going to. This ship's going down a memorable way. <laughs> right. If, right. if you see like a group picture of like the whole cast in the Caribbean, mm-hmm. there went your money. Yeah. No. <laughs> if we're going to blow their money, I'm going to take wrestling lessons. No. <laughs> I'll, I'll, oh. I can only tell you is that the strip clubs in the East Side are still open. They're still functioning. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Wayne got Wayne on that. Wow. Yeah, I will look. If we do this, we are going to do this in such spectacular fashion. Right. Oh my God, we're going to Tijuana. <laughs> you know, my wife pointed out to me years Bonus ago. Bonus episode starts now. That <laughs> the, that yeah, that yeah, yeah. the majority of my most vicious, insidious, and evil villains are all women. Well, you were abused by one growing up. That's not terribly surprising. Yeah. I mean, there are reasons people have their archetypes of evil. Some of them are a point where we need to stop and reflect why we have these views. Other points, you look at someone's life, you're like, yeah, I'm not shocked. Mm -hmm. I'm not shocked. Chad and I both had such negative views of dogs going into adulthood. Uh, Two or three dog bites from two or three different dogs years apart. Yeah. And, And I don't with dogs i avoid them yeah and that's mm-hmm. not counting how many failed to reach us to bite us right right you think a human can't outspurn a dog you've never <laughs> had one chasing you yeah motivation is you would not believe great. when that adrenaline kicks in how fast you can run man you hear that bionic man noise <laughs> look it up on youtube so broder i don't think anyone could ever accuse me of having a trope like that of all of my villains are this because I base my villains on what's going to piss off my players the most. Nice. Mm-hmm. I I know Chad's seen me do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Now, so if, for Chad, it's always gorilla people <laughs> and dogs. In my defense, I don't need to. I don't need to make Chad hate my villains. Okay, and let me explain. I need that to make before, everyone around the on. table hate my villains. I saw, I need to explain something. When I say gorilla people, I am literally talking about like Gorilla Grodd or right Planet of the Apes. This I, that was not. Please do not read something about <laughs> that. That is god awful that I did not say. As planet, of apes, planet of the Apes. Because he has a big Planet yeah, of the Apes. Planet fan. of the Apes, Gorilla yeah, Grodd. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I don't make Chad hate my villain. I don't focus my villains towards Chad because he's mm-hmm. going to get involved. I do make characters that I think are going to interact with Chad, but my villains, it's always somebody else at the table. And I know he's could. I know if I went off naming my villains, he could tell me exactly who I put each person. Mm-hmm. 
four at the table. Everybody at the table gets so on board with hating Wayne's villains because he's so good at it that he doesn't need to make one for me. I see the roller coaster pull up. I just get on. <laughs> and it goes through a pet yeah. store. Yeah, like a, it like does. A, it's great. Like a good player should. Yeah. You sit down, you shut up, and you follow the f***ing adventure. The adventure is the direction. It's the goddamn direction we're going. I don't know if I'd get on his roller coaster, though. I don't know. I, well, now, hold on a second. Now, and I'll, and I'll, but why? What's wrong with my roller coaster, Chad? I, I played, you know, like I say, I played it the Broder games I've played in, admitting they were one-shots. Yeah. I've not played in a campaign of Brodors, but the one-shots I've played in. I want to play in a Brodor They game. were anything but roller coaster. Right. I, I want to play in a I've never played in, in fact, a game. In fact, I kind of so you've run. sort of short-circuited his game. Mm. Yeah, that was great. Yeah, I think I've only played in one Brodor run game, and that was, uh, Dan was in it with me. We were the Scooby-Doo gang <laughs> and with, uh, was it Scooby-Doo and, yeah, and that uh, was Ash. more miniatures game and, you know, yeah, sort yeah. of intoxicated fueled fury than a real role. Yeah, role playing game. But yeah, it's that. a great it's a great con experience. Yeah, well, because we learned it wasn't it wasn't per se a heavy role playing game. Yeah. It was a minis game with some role playing elements. But what we learned in the process is that Brodor has found and this is where his, why his cult status so high. Mm-hmm. He has found a way to cleanse the dark magic and sacred ritual <laughs> To remove Wayne's curse from dice. Yeah. Mm. Wow, Wayne, that is a really high cult thing. Yeah, because yeah. Wayne great. kept touching his dice, and they kept yeah. rolling like 2d6. I rubbed his dice against my balls. <laughs> at, at which point I then put that die in my mouth, and every time I rolled it, I put it in my mouth, I spit it on the table. No, we <laughs> took a shot of whiskey six. in there. Yeah, yeah. Six. Because he would, he would wow. put the dice. Wow. He would put the dice in his mouth. Put a shot of whiskey in there with it, swish it around like it was a golf ball cleaner, and spit the dice out see, on the table. See, my cult, Nobody touched them again. My cult status is just but so low, I can't even comprehend that. Yeah, okay. it worked. Dude, it worked. He it worked? found wow. the ritual. Nice. He found the ritual. No, that's not. That's disgusting. That it is disgusting. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. It, it, look. I mean, it works. It's the you first. know Mr. Balls stink? Soul. Wayne's balls <laughs> crisp. They're clean. They're like they taste like a like morning. A, they're like a breath mint. They're amazing. Wow. Wow. <laughs> okay. That might be the nicest thing Brodor's ever said to me. That your balls are like a breath mint? Yeah. Huh. Urinal cake fresh. All right. Anyways, <laughs> I'm sorry you guys turned to Dan. <laughs> uh, have a great week and great games, and we will catch you next time. Yeah. This has been a production of Fear the Boot, copyright 2021. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non-commercial endeavor, so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. If you wish to support this show and its related endeavors, you can do so at patreon.com slash feartheboot.